Is Physician Group Stratification by Cost, otherwise known as Tiered Networks, a viable solution to managing healthcare costs? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Dr. Nancy Nielsen, who is the new president of the American Medical Association. Dr. Nielsen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Could you start, please, by defining for our audience who doesn't know, what exactly is a tiered physician network? Well, tiered is spelled T-I-E-R-E-D, and what it means is where a group of physicians are preferred by the health insurer, and they try to steer patients to those preferred physicians, and they do it by varying the copay. That's the way it's usually done. All right, so how does the insurance company make that decision? And obviously, it's going to be a distorted system if they're making that decision. Well, there's the rub. Because, frankly, the concern is that the insurance companies may indeed have a profit motive behind mm-hmm. a lot of this. And many of the rankings... And they may, may have a motive? <laughs> well, I'm being kind. I'm okay. being kind. All right, you're political, right. I am. So the point is, obviously, there is a concern about cost, and everybody has a concern about cost. But the issue is, how did the insurance company decide who is the physician who is in the top tier? And what does top tier mean? Does it mean best? Does it mean lowest cost? Are they simultaneous? Who knows? And they haven't been transparent about that information. Are there any standards or protocols that they have released that you are aware of? Some of the insurance companies have agreed to a new sort of standard. This emanated from New York mm-hmm. and the work of Attorney General Cuomo. Right, thank and, God for him. And indeed, that's the way we feel about it. Because his contention was that consumers were being misled by low cost as opposed to excellence. And so what he did in conjunction with physicians and consumers was reach an agreement, a settlement, with the major insurers and many other insurers in New York, that there will be a new system. All right, so that was New York, and what about the rest of the country? Are the other blues following behind the blue of New York? Some have. For example, some of the large insurers agreed voluntarily to abide by this agreement nationwide, because obviously Attorney General Cuomo only has enforcement ability within New York. But several of the large insurers agreed. Aetna was the first, then Cigna, then WellPoint, and uh, finally United agreed to do it nationwide. Now, whether any of that has been rolled out yet, we're awaiting the results of that. But it's really important that people understand what was in that settlement. So if you don't mind, Please. I'd like to tell you about sure. that. Yeah. There's some important parts. First of all, they cannot rate on cost alone. They have to rate primarily on quality, and then they certainly can consider cost, but they have to be transparent in the rankings to the consumer who's going to read it as to how much of this is quality and how much of this is cost, or rank them separately. As Attorney General Cuomo said, if you have a new diagnosis of cancer, are you looking for the cheapest oncologist? And that's really basically the heart of what we are asking for. Who are they to determine quality? How does anybody judge quality? Because as a consumer, the consumer may think, I have the best doctor in the world because he doesn't put me through any tests. I have the best doctor because he orders a ton of tests. I have the best doctor. It's so subjective. 
It is, and thank goodness most patients really do like their doctor. There are some objective, nationally agreed-upon quality standards, and that's another part of this agreement, that, in fact, nationally agreed-upon standards have to be used. Let me give you an example. How many of my patients who are over 40 who should have a mammogram had a mammogram last year? That's a legitimate question, and that's a legitimate piece of information that consumers have a right to know. But a physician, all he needs is a good electronic medical record to make him a better physician. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's a smarter guy. Well, first of all, all physicians aren't him. So we've got to be careful about, <laughs> about this gender stuff. But an electronic medical record simply puts into electronic format what a physician does. It doesn't solve problems. It is a major help, however. So for example, if I had an electronic medical record, I could hit a key and find out how many of my patients should have had a mammogram this mm-hmm. year and how many did. And that's how the electronic medical record can help. But as you know, most physicians don't yet have one. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's only maybe 13% of The docs. numbers vary, but it's not a lot. Right. Well, how can I find out where I fit into a network? Can I go onto a website and punch in my name, Larry Caskell, and see how I've been rated by these companies? Well, there are several things. First of all, when you're talking about insurers, you would have to first be within their network. Okay. So Which you would I have had to sign a contract. Yes. And if they do do physician rankings and tierings, then indeed you should be able to go onto a website and find out where you stand. What you can't find out right now and what the Cuomo agreements will solve is why you're in that tier. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So the other part of this is it will have to be very transparent how those ratings are achieved, and doctors will have the ability to correct erroneous data. The final part of the agreement is a really important one, and that is that there will be an independent oversight monitor, some group not associated with the health plan but paid for by the health plan, (laughs) who will make sure that the processes that have been agreed on are really followed. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. My guest today is Dr. Nancy Nielsen, the new president of the American Medical Association, and we're talking about tiered physician networks. Dr. Nielsen, can we break it down in terms of how the insurers actually come up with the tier? Do they base it on episodes of care? Do they base it on different physician groups? You know, what are they using as their criteria? It's been done several ways, and the commonest way is, as you point out, by episodes. There is commercially available programming that insurers lease that group cost by the episode of care. So, for example, if you were my patient and you had pneumonia, that would be an episode, and there would be a period of time before and after that episode, and then the costs would be assigned to one doc. And therein lies another rub because it's often assigned to the person who incurred the most cost. And so attributing the cost to a doctor is a real problem. I could also see how they could look at our prescribing habits and whoever is writing the most amount of generics suddenly moves up on the tier. Well, you have simply got the picture. Uh-huh. And I don't even have that in front of me. There you <laughs> it's go. not even part of its script. <laughs> There's so much data on us out there that is sold and bartered and given in dark, smoky back rooms that I don't see the smoke lifting as I'm a little skeptical that it will lift, even with this lawsuit. 
Well, first of all, it's a settlement, and so the insurance companies have agreed to abide by it. And here's the deal. If they are going to do physician rankings and tierings, they have to be transparent in the way they do it. If they fail to be, then, and they're in New York, we will go to the attorney general and ask for enforcement. So for physicians, it is some measure of security that they either are not going to do it, or if they're going to do it, they're going to try to do it right. Let's say that I want to move up on the tier. I find out that I am tier three and I want to be tier one because I'm a physician and I'm competitive. So I decide I'm going to decrease my fees, which I can't do because I already am fixed by Blue Cross Blue Shield. But let's say I could do that. Would that affect my tier status? Probably not. It probably has more to do with what you do than what you charge. Because physicians' fees, in fact, are not the majority by any means of the medical costs that are incurred in anybody's illness. So it's more likely what you are ordering. So when you say ordering, do you mean testing or drug usage or both? Both, actually. And the point is to make sure that this is based primarily on quality rather than just on cost. It would be easy to be a low-cost doc if you never did anything for your patients. But that's not quality. Right. Although a good hand-holding cures many an ill. Indeed it does. And we really cherish that time that we get to spend with patients and wish that we weren't under the kinds of pressures that many doctors are under. How do you personally feel, Dr. Nancy Nielsen, about the whole network tiering concept? Frankly, I think it stinks. The reality is consumers need information. They should be given the information, and they should make their own decisions. It should not be a decision made by an insurance company. And what is the party line? What is the AMA's position on the networks? Well, our AMA position is that physicians are trying to do a good job, and we wish that insurance companies would stop pointing fingers and try to help us take better care of our patients. For example, if I have patients who didn't have a mammogram and should have, give me their names, let's both reach out to them and get them the service that they need. That's what we really need in this country, a spirit of cooperation. I do get those. I mean, I know that United is pretty good at sending me reminders saying these of your patients are diabetic and they need their eyes checked and they need this done and they need that done. And that's nice. I appreciate that. That is helpful. It really is nice. And frankly, it helps a lot of physicians who don't have an electronic medical record and can't generate that information readily themselves. So, until we have nationally agreed upon standards for electronic medical records, and when we do, I think all physicians will move in that direction. But until then, that is a level of cooperation that is really appreciated. Have you seen any variations based on geography in terms of how they're using the tiers? Yes. Clearly, the large insurers have attempted to implement narrowed or tiered networks in some markets and not in others. I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. I suspect that they implement them in areas where they have enough physicians that they can get away with that. In some areas, that's not a possibility because of a paucity of physicians. You mentioned earlier that the tiering should have the ability to be corrected. And if you or anyone out there listening has ever had their credit damaged, it's so difficult to correct your credit rating. And I can imagine it would be as difficult to correct your tier positioning. 
Well, that is a problem, and that's why this information needs to be accurate and it needs to be as timely as possible for the sake of patients who need to make consumer decisions. It's really tough to restore a damaged reputation, and so that's why we take this so seriously. Well, Dr. Nancy Nielsen, president of the American Medical Association, thank you very much for talking with me. My pleasure. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157. To comment or listen to our full library of on-demand podcasts, please visit our website at reachmd.com. And if you register with the promo code RADIO, we will give you six months free of streaming ReachMD. You can listen to all day and all night at work or at home. And you can also reach us now by phone with your comments or suggestions at 888-MD-XM-157. And thank you for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.